Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, uh, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Oh, just uh, living the dream. Um, Department of State job, take a shot. Uh, I had I had somebody today who called in who pretended to be the father of somebody that they were not the father of, and what I... Um, uh, called him out on it. He got really pissed off and wanted to, me to give him my like my full name, which we never do that. Uh, and then I just fucking I warned him once that if he he kept being belligerent, I was going to hang up on him. So I just boom hit release on that fucker. Uh, but yeah, it was like there was all this shady shit where he didn't have a. a uh, a translation for his, the birth certificate for the kid. The kid had no social security number. Uh, didn't want to go do like a you know any kind of blood test or DNA test to prove that he's actually the father. And there was just there was like shady written all over it. And uh, there was notes when the agent had called the guy and talked to him just a few weeks ago, and he claimed he had no knowledge of that. And I was like, nah, there's this this guy's not really the father. There's something weird going on. But uh, anyway, so that was my day. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Great. Uh, we also have uh, two other uh, recurring guest co-hosts joining us. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually don't know how to introduce you anymore. Pat, how, how do you want to be introduced? Oh, uh, <laughs> Pat's fine. The artist formerly known as Peter Douche, uh, nice. Pat the Burner, is on with us. I'm Pat, gonna be a symbol on? at some point, just to simplify yeah, right. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the symbols. Oh, Nate's be a bag liver. Of, I, I, the, I could call you. The Nate's symbols going to be a bag of dicks. I don't know. How, can someone draw that for me? <laughs> I can draw that for you. <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah, good, uh, good to see you guys. Record. Hello, socialists. Yeah, you too. <laughs> and uh, returning uh, to the show is uh, Miss Jules, 5X. Jules, what's happening? Hey, good to be on with you guys again. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you back on. Um, Jules, still in Twitter exile. Uh, do you have any uh, updates forever. on that? Um, no, uh, at the moment, no, I'm still working on a few things and hopefully I'll have an update for you the next time I come on. So yeah, we just heard that joining you and, and everyone else in uh, Twitmo is the Krasenstein incest <laughs> twins have now been banned from Twitter for managing Lock your like, doors, Jules. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took them uh, down. Yeah, apparently they were running like, uh, just, had a huge bot army to, to boost their numbers, which everyone kind of knew. Like anyone, shocking. That's, I'm, anyone I'm who's that mundane with their fucking words, but like gets that much attention for it, clearly is getting boosted. So, so I just want to know, like, what, what, how is Sally Albright still there? Exactly. Like, I was just going to say that. Like, first thing that popped <laughs> in my head. Too. Entire articles were written about it, and she's still on. Yeah, I think what the problem with her was that they didn't like have any definitive proof of it or something. They just had like very but aside from her admitting she, it, <laughs> she admitted it, and they wrote yeah. articles about it on mainstream media. Like it was released. Yeah, and didn't she Why take th- pictures with people in the Twitter's headquarters? Well, that, w- that was the, that yeah. was the one thing. She had a screenshot where she had a yeah, yeah a tab open with um one of those apps where you can host like fifty different like Twitter accounts at once, kind of thing. Right. And she had a bunch of her fucking, you know, uh, icons in there. Oh, yeah. There was but some I think they had trouble she like, used that, like, expressly prohibited her from doing what she did. And they booted her off of it. And when people called her out and said, oh, you, you, they kicked you off their platform and changed the rules because of you. She's like, no, 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 they didn't. I didn't do any of that. And they literally tweeted at her and said, actually, we changed our policy <laughs> and booted you off because of what you did. And it was like, <laughs> it was the funniest fucking thing. that The company so, tweeted at her to, to basically call her out. So the Krasenstein's, uh, they say that that's why they got banned, but 
I actually didn't realize they were like under like fraud investigation last year. Apparently, this is something that totally flew by my radar. But people should actually check out the article. I think it was in the Daily Beast where they were being like investigate. I don't want to say anything that gets Ponzi me in legal trouble because I don't. I, I, I believe it was something to that effect. I don't want to commit to that because I don't remember the right. exact details and I don't want to so get sued. They weren't, but they weren't being investigated up, for up, having like, twin cest. <laughs> no, unfortunately, uh, I don't believe that's a twin a crime in most states. <laughs> I think that's legal in most states. Yeah, probably legal in most states. Mm. Um, but yeah, so apparently uh, they are gone. Uh, so uh, I don't know what uh, AOC is going to do because she's not going to have a couple of uh, weird smiling dudes in her mentions anymore. <laughs> right, but, yeah. but you Let's know, see. that's because um, after they got rid of... Uh, Jacob Wool, um, a bunch of the right. uh, Republicans were like super pissed that they were still on, like basically spending their entire day just like harassing uh, Trump and like a bunch of like other Republicans, and they kept calling for them to be removed. Yeah, I so feel like they're I all Yang supporters now, so it's all solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck so Yang, they, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so they really wanted them gone. They were like, well, if he can be, you know, removed and a couple other people, um, why are the Krasensteins still there? So, I mean, they had a point. I mean, they suck ass, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I actually just Googled it while we were chatting. Uh, this is from Daily Beast from last year, almost actually a year to the day, May 22nd, 2018. But this really <coughs> flew under everyone's radars. Fed seeds of, feds seized a fortune from uh, resistance icons accused of boosting online Ponzi schemes. Homeland Security investigator alleged, quote, reasonable cause to believe Ed and Brian Krasenstein illegally hawked investment scams. <laughs> so, so it's kind of amazing that they've they've managed to dodge any kind of consequences the, until now. Like we're all a bunch of paranoid leftists thinking that the you know the deep state's out to get us, and it turns out the fucking shitlib centrists are also <laughs> getting to getting taken down by the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. Well, there's a video of one of them admitting that he's paid by people to express a point of view. You know, he's sitting yeah, around I drinking scotch in the, the secret video. So, I mean, right. we all have known this forever. I think it's that James O'Keefe fucking guy, but it's a real video. I right. Mean, you know, no one's disputing the video. But, James O'Keefe so, yeah. with his purse cam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of clear that they were working for, like, them operatives and, like, whatever. You know, I mean, obviously. They love right. Biden. They loved Hillary Clinton. Like, basically, any they establishment Democrat... <laughs> right. Basically, any establishment Democrat or anybody that's getting a lot of attention, they fucking hitch their wagon to them. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked at all to find out that they were getting paid by people like Ted Lieu or Adam Schiff or any of those right? because fucking shit libs. If you think about it, they all hate, you know, Bernie Sanders, like every single one of these establishment Democrats. But, yeah. you know, they loved AOC the minute she got on because mm -hmm. why? You know, she rose in popularity. She was a woman, and they, like, wanted to get on that. Yeah. And well, they, I, think I think the, the dirty details that, we, that nobody talks about because we can never find out is that the DNC is actually funding a lot of this bullshit. Oh, yeah, for sure. DCCC oh, yeah. especially, I'm sure. Yeah. DCCC is way less scrupulous. But all that, well, all that and, funding and you is You can private. always tell when they're being activated and when they're not because it's right. like, you know, you'll, you'll see like oh, wait, um, Newsweek will post an article favorable to Bernie, right? And somehow like there's no bots trashing him. 
you know, out of 200 comics. It's like, where did they all go? And then, like, another one will be on, you know, Politico. And it's just, like, nothing. Like, every single fucking comment is anti-Bernie. And it's like, you know that they, you know, they, and there are always accounts that when you reply to them, like, their they're, they're tweets are in response to an article that's pro-Bernie is never specifically about that article. It's just, like, a blanket statement about Bernie that, you, you know, copy and pasted a million times over. Um, and if you respond to them, like, they don't, they won't respond to you with anything that was specific about your comment either. Right. You know, it's just, it's just template bots. Yeah. yeah. Or like the, the Buttigieg bots, are, they're all like, sound like they work in a call center reading a script. <laughs> yeah. Is that I, even I, his like, name? Like, honestly, I don't even know. I'm not going to be like, fuck to even look it up. I don't care. Like, dude's got to go away. No. <laughs> like, that's he it. Weirdly <laughs> has, I, I read something about where he has the most reti- retweets per tweet or something and I'm like there is no fucking way that a guy with like 9% in the polls has the most retweets out of every candidate in the fucking race like that is so obviously being Bot-driven. manufactured right? and like what is he like, even saying that is like so great that it needs to be retweeted like what well, are his policies for fucking conscriptment I'm sure that's like didn't he wasn't didn't he or propose like a fucking another draft essentially yes they all have all these fucking Democrats are like there was this other guy whose name I don't even know uh, one of the twenty uh, Democrats running Eric who, who said that no Seth yeah, Moulton. Seth Moulton. he he uh, called for uh, you know thirty three million young Americans to go sign up in the military like what what the what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> dude like you don't. Like yeah. the drones were immoral. What we need to do is get fucking troops back into these countries that were invaded. That's that's really the way to ingratiate yourselves right. to the fucking millennials is to be like, hey, why don't you come join this endless forever war that we're fucking, you know? Well, yeah, did you, you see Chuck Todd tweeted out like that uh, that Bernie wouldn't apologize for being anti-war in Vietnam. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Is that what we're at that was with the, the gaslighting? Yeah, that's exactly I, where we're at. They they do anything to like basically just like keep their war bo- like boners out like all day like every single one of these people and they're like well if you want you know free education and health care why don't you just join the military then yeah great idea like why don't we just like go fucking like kill random brown people like all over the world like let's just keep doing that <laughs> hey you want to pay <laughs> off that debt you got to go kill some brown people for the empire that's just it's- if you you know, if you want health care, you need you need to volunteer to be mentally scarred for life and have to, you know, right? <laughs> go to thousands of hours of therapy to fucking deal with the fact that you were forced to kill somebody against your nature. Uh, yeah. But, you know, whatever. It, what, it just, one of the craziest things I ever heard about was a, a PTS, uh, PTSD pillow for troops that would play like soothing sounds of like the ocean and forests, you know? So like, mm-hmm. as we're destroying the oceans and forests, uh, with pollution <laughs> and, and capitalism and war, uh, here's a, here's a, you know, simulation of what we destroyed <laughs> that you can listen to, to heal yourself from the, you know, the crimes of committing the, the atrocities that destroyed the thing. Yeah. Oh my God. God. We're a great Isn't country. capitalism um, great? <laughs> fucking awesome. What the really fuck? Is. Well, I'm going to uh, die early because of the irony of all the ways capitalism is destroying the planet. <laughs> well, in keeping with the theme of uh, us being an awesome country, uh, we are apparently uh, just taking a huge shit on the First Amendment uh, now. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, I think a couple hours before we went on air, uh, the U.S. announced or unsealed its uh, charges against Julian Assange, which includes 18 counts including charging him with the Espionage Act, which people have pointed out is the first time in American history that a journalist uh, 
or some or just in general somebody that's published uh, information, truthful information, has been charged with the Espionage Act. Especially so one that's not an American. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's not even a point that even occurred well, to me. I'm like, what? People, yeah. <laughs> people seem to think you have to be an American to be charged by the American government. That's not true. They can no, charge know, anyone they want with espionage. I know. It's just really like funny that they're like going to like all these lengths to like basically drag him here, and like they won't even charge people. They're actually like fucking doing shit like mm, I don't know Hillary Clinton mm, I don't know our president <laughs> yeah or, or, or soldiers that commit war crimes murder yeah well like all the actual soldiers yeah no no they, they get, get pardoned you commit a pardons. war crime you're yeah. getting fucking pardoned by the way think that... the media you know being that this affects them would be on his side somewhat no you no because just... you have Washington Post which uh, wrote op-eds calling for jailing their own sources you know, that's where our media is today. Yeah. They're not well, going to get in trouble for the shit they print. Yeah, I mean, the Washington Post is owned by, like, CIA, so they're going to post whatever yeah. kind of horse shit they ask. Bezos. CIA and the worst fucking, you know, super villain in the world, Jeff Bezos, who's in bed with those fucking guys. Um, but, yeah, I, but you know, those war criminals that you mentioned that got pardoned by Trump were literally turned in by the Marines. Like, yeah. by, by his... Fi- he was turned in by his fellow Marines. Yeah. And Trump fucking... You gotta be him. really oh, he's bad, bad, he's bad for to other yeah. killers. Uh, yeah, for, for other trained hired killers to be like, uh you went a little That's bit like too far. That's like the cops turning in one of their own for, like, uh, shooting an unarmed black guy. Oh, and, like, yeah. Like, even when they know it's wrong, they don't rat on each other. That's just... Yeah, you that's, don't, that's, you don't that's do a pretty that. high yeah. bar. Too far, too far. Ooh. Yeah, your war crimes must be pretty serious. Even, but, even the uh, guy that did my lay didn't get ratted out by his buddies. <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah, so uh, yeah, they're prosecuting Julian Assange with the Espionage Act. Uh, the veil is completely off. Uh, this is just a super authoritarian, super fascist move uh, that's enabled by the Obama administration because they used the Espionage Act uh, more times than every other administration previously combined and set a horrible precedent to the point where it's super normalized now to use that to prosecute any kind of whistleblower, which is not what that act is for at all. I mean, that's, that's the, the it literally is for like, if, if like the, like the Soviets sent like a spy, you know, to the, like, it, it's, it's a ridiculous uh, leap of logic to say that somebody who is a whistleblower, which is a protected act under, you know, Right. Her current laws is right. if you uh, is committing. If you espionage. read the list of all the people that have is. been charged with the Espionage Act. It's like a fucking who's who of like great figures in history, though. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it, like Emma, Emma Goldberg, you know, just all tons of people. But you know, the, the first big whistleblower they tried to do this with was Daniel Ellsberg, and they failed. They yeah. they lost that case, right? So, you know, I I've said Didn't for a long time. I don't remember what court it, it tapped out at, but I'm sure it went pretty high up. But, yeah. you know, it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to do the same thing with, with Assange. And I, you know, if, if Trump's DOJ is the one pushing the case, then, or trying the case, then there's a good chance they might lose, <laughs> honestly. But, uh, <laughs> you know, still, it's, it's terrifying to think that you get charged with a crime for telling the truth. And it's also terrifying to me how many liberals are like, yes, we got him. We got Assange. We got him for hacking the DNC. And it's like, A, that's he never did that. No. Uh, B, we don't know the DNC was ever actually hacked because the FBI was never allowed him to look at those servers. Uh, there's a very good chance that it was, it's also not what it was fished. 
Yeah, and, and C, he's being charged for espionage for, for exposing Bush's war crimes, you fucking idiot liberals. So if that's the side you're on now, fuck you. And the whole the whole uh, hullabaloo that all that all the, the mental pretzel that liberals twisted themselves into back when that uh, w- back when he first was arrested and that the charges were unsealed the initial the initial charges um, they were like well oh it doesn't count it wasn't because he was publishing information it was because he uh, encouraged Chelsea Manning to hack a password or, or, or offered to help uh, hack a password which is not what he's being charged with. None of the 18 charges have to do with that. And also, he didn't actually hack a password. He was trying to help Chelsea Manning get Not into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and also try to protect her as a source. And then, and then was saying, uh, you know, like, if you have any more info, uh, you know, throw it my way. Uh, and I think he, he said something to the effect of, like, uh, uh, curious eyes never run dry or something like that. And, and that's, like, the, what they based their entire... Uh, argument on for why he was not being acting in a journalistic capacity, which is totally fucking false. I mean, journalists ask their sources for more information all the time. That's literally the mark of oh, a good yeah. journalist. Is I, if you're like, hey, had, do you have uh, anything else? Like when uh, when I when I first started Department of State, there was a mm-hmm. journalist working on a story about. Um, uh, about uh, naturalized citizens having their citizenship stripped, and we talked for a while. And you know, basically, it was you know didn't you try to say this on the podcast. I don't. It's it's fine. I'm, you know, <laughs> it's okay. I I talk to. I mean, you can talk to anyone you want to. No one can stop you from talking to somebody. Um, but when when this journalist wanted me to go on the record, even anonymously, uh, and you know, verifying certain things, I was like, no, because it you know, even if it doesn't come back to me, it's going to come back to everyone in my office, and they'll mm-hmm. start hyper scrutinizing all of us, not even if they don't know who it is, and I don't want to put anyone through that but you know it was, it was kind of more more like general information nothing disparaging to department of state more things that i would notice with uh you know where certain people's passport applications were being hyper scrutinized by uh dhs or um department of homeland investigations which is like a little division of ice where they're they're actively looking for legal citizens to strip their citizenship right hmm. So it, it was, just, you know, I don't get, I don't get to see all of that, but you can see signs of it, little tiny bits and pieces of like, oh, this is, you know, noticing when, you know, the the vast majority of people's passport applications that get held up for years, in red tape are all, you know, <laughs> uh, have an uh, Arab name or, you know, Latin American name, right? Like this, you notice those trends pretty quickly. Yeah, um, well, we're a great country, but so. It- this is really fucking bad. Like, I don't think I could stress enough, like, how horrible of a precedent it is to even charge him with the Espionage Act, but especially if it manages to hold up in court. Right. Um, essentially, any kind of adversarial journalism is dead in this country because anyone could be charged with the Espionage Act for receiving any kind of uh, classified or uh, not public information from anybody uh, in the government. So that's really fucking terrifying because every significant uh, atrocity that the United States has committed, we've learned about because of whistleblowers. Like, the U.S. is not super quick to volunteer up like, hey, by the way, we uh, helped overthrow uh, this this, uh, leader in Iran in 1953. You know, hey, by the way, we uh, totally fucking lied about the inciting incident for the Vietnam War. Hey, by the way, you know, we, we totally lied about the inciting incident for the Iraq War, uh, one and two. And it's like they, they don't 
fucking offer that information up. The only way we get that information is brave people who are brave enough to uh, whistleblow. And I actually have another story about a whistleblower a little later in the show, but I mean, this is fucking terrifying that, that they're able to do this. And it's really, so uh, I, I feel yeah. like at least, you know, for all the shit Bernie gets for not defending WikiLeaks and not defending Assange and not making statements about it. I feel like Bernie would pardon him early. I hope. I mean, the only person that's actually said that they would pardon him is Tulsi, uh, yeah. you know, which I, I appreciate from her. And I, for all people's issues, my issues with her as well, she's run a really good campaign so far. Um, I agree. And, you know, she, she was pretty unequivocal on that. And I, I really wish Bernie would fucking say something about this because it's like, this is a pretty big fucking deal, dude. Like, it is. you know. Yeah, Honestly, but I think I he's. I feel like he he's plays it too safe when it comes to anything like foreign policy. Um, I mean, safe or just is really he, terrible on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But I, I think like red, he's. But I think he's like, singularly fucked on the issue, though. Like nobody else has to answer for it, and nobody else was in the running in 2016. You know, he, he he's he, he's just in such a fucked spot. He is, and they'll, and they'll immediately, anytime he, he'll, like, if he went came out and defended Assange, he'd be like, they would just keep pushing the fucking Russia bullshit, and they would say, oh, well, of course, that's because Vladimir Putin helped Bernie's campaign the same way they helped Trump's campaign, and, you know, is his campaign being supported by the Russians now, and he honeymooned in Russia, and blah, 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 it's like... Right, right and every, every new leak, would, every detail we learn about WikiLeaks and... This stuff same, would be used against him as like sure. another thing that of Bernie course. was wrong, you know, and it just well, it's, 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 it's a political calculation. I just it, it it's is, but it's also but. there's nobody running for national office who is going to want to comment on an ongoing criminal case just because like it could go either way, and no matter yeah. what they say, it's like it's going to, you know, it could swing a lot of votes, and it's also just like I'm. You know, like you can comment on it when it's all done, but when it's when it's ongoing, like it's, well, it's think of how many resistors would turn on him. I mean, well, they, 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 there's not much many who haven't already turned on him. They're they're clearly not on his side. But well, cable still, news has done a great job of poisoning him for any kind of like sure, half paying sure. attention. Yeah, did you see the the uh, the numbers on more Fox newer Fox Fox News viewers support him than MSNBC viewers? <laughs> I yeah. didn't see that. But that's funny. That's no, an actual, that. you know. I mean, that's that just shows you the ridiculous level of of how effective their misinformation campaign is. Which is exactly why they didn't want him to go in that town hall because they know that he appeals to people that are, you know, uh, white and broke, living in the you know in the heartland and the Rust Belt. Uh, you know, far more than even Trump does. He appeals to people that are poor and broke and white and you know probably yeah. aren't super fucking racist. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. that, and also they don't want him to get his message out at all. That's why they limited the debates the first time. And also, that's why they don't want him to have a platform unless they're the ones you know that are controlling the narrative. They want to be able to say what they want to say about his campaign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, he had two and a half million viewers on Fox. You right. Know. And yeah. in contrast, Beto, with his... I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about his town hall, but uh, but Beto yeah. only had Beto had 30 percent less viewers than a normal Tuesday with Don Lemon. <laughs> right, that's fucking. Hilarious. But you know, they brought 30% him out there. Less people watched. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't particularly like like the fact that 
anybody was on Fox News because it's fucking Fox News. It's a bunch of fascists, but it is what it is. Um, but, you know, like going on CNN or MSNBC, they put in a bunch of plants and they can't control the questions and the follow-ups. So, and then they can't cut off his answers. Mm-hmm. He sadly got like a more fair hearing from the Fox News fucking panel, like than he did from the MSNBC panel. Like, well, they, and they actually kind of kind of threw away the the pretenses and got into a bit of a kerfuffle there for a minute, and was like, "Hey, come on, quit quit fucking shitting on the network. We're giving you free airtime." You know? <laughs> well, yeah, he, he kind of said like, "All, all right." Oh, of course, of course. But after they, they hate them like, all equally, <laughs> it, right? Well, they think they think you know, bet I was a. Bad as Bernie, but um, yeah. Once once Bernie was kind of like, all right, we'll ask fair questions and I'll give you fair answers and I won't, you know, cut, you know, won't knock your network anymore. After that, it was fine. Like they they actually did, you know, didn't ask bullshit questions. They let the audience actually like for Fox didn't have any agenda with with you know, handpicking the audience the way that CNN did. They didn't they didn't step on his applause lines nearly as much as like Chris Cuomo did when they, he did that MSNBC town hall. Like Chris Cuomo, the second people would start clapping like just immediately to his follow-up question which was of course like a, a you know a shittily framed like follow-up smear you know to the, his answer right but like, obviously pre-prepared so like, you're you know. telling me that you want this place to be like venezuela yeah exactly <laughs> <Right>. venezuela <laughs> so you'd li- still you'd want a vacation there vote? i mean yeah yeah <laughs> so what you're saying is you want so you want the, the boston bombers election. to vote is that what you're saying yeah, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like parody, but that's literally what they fucking did. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable yeah. how fucking how how cal- how just brazen and and shitty they are. But yeah, so you know, while we're talking about Bernie, let's. Uh, I actually have a uh, piece of audio here prepared uh, <laughs> because there was this great audio that somebody digged uh, dug up rather on uh, the crime bill on Biden's crime bill, because we, you know, we've played on the podcast before Biden's super fucking racist, um, uh, you know, advocating for it. Yeah. yeah. Advocating for it. Uh, and, um, actually, wrote here, it. Actually, I mean, he would I have a little 30 <laughs> second clip actually of Biden talking about it also. So I'll play that. And then we'll, pl- I'll play you, uh, Bernie's response to this bill. By the way, Biden had way less hair in this clip than he does now. We've talked about his hair plugs before on this podcast, but it is, Super fucking obvious when you look at him, where he's got like the the fucking like the ring, the head ring. You know, he's got like the, the dark toilet hair seat the cover. <laughs> I think they've scrubbed. <laughs> I think Google has scrubbed those images because I have looked hard for those plug images that that used to exist. It, you only could see it really now when you watch like videos from C-SPAN where they, where they can't really block that shit. But here here's Biden talking about his crime bill, and then I'll play you Bernie's response. The president death penalty proposals and I might add Biden crime bill is before us calls for the death penalty for 40 51 offenses a wag in the newspaper recently wrote that something to the effect that Biden has made it a death penalty offense for everything but jaywalking super proud of that super proud of that um so this was this was Bernie's response uh, on the floor of the House. Uh, he was a I, he was a uh, rep at the time. So this is his two minute speech on the floor of the House in response to this uh, insanely racist crime bill. Thank I thank the uh, gentleman for yielding, Mr. Speaker. I rise in strong opposition to the McCullough Amendment and in fact in strong opposition to this so-called crime prevention bill. 
Mr. Speaker, let us be honest. This is not a crime prevention bill. This is a punishment bill, a retribution bill, a vengeance bill. All over the industrialized world now, countries are saying, let us put an end to state murder. Let us stop capital punishment. But here what we're talking about is more and more capital punishment. What we're discussing now is an issue where some of our friends are saying, we're not getting tough enough on the criminals. But my friends, we have the highest percentage of people in America in jail per capita of any industrialized nation on earth. We've beaten South Africa. We've beaten the Soviet Union. What do we have to do? Put half the country behind bars? Mr. Speaker, instead of talking about punishment and vengeance, let us have the courage to talk about the real issue. How do we get to the root causes of crime? How do we stop crime? Which is, in fact, a very, very serious problem in this country. And, Mr. Speaker, I've got a problem. I've got a problem with a president and a Congress which allows five million children to go hungry, two million people to sleep out on the streets, cities to become breeding grounds for drugs and violence. And they say, we're getting tough on crime. If you want to get tough on crime, let's deal with the causes of crime. Let's demand that every man, woman, and child in this country have a decent opportunity and a decent standard of living. Let's not keep putting poor people into jail and disproportionately punishing blacks. Time of the gentleman you. has expired. Yeah, so uh, that, that's about as good of a, uh, of a uh, display in the starkness uh, between the two campaigns, the contrast between the two yeah. campaigns. And according to the, the media, it's same, same. They both voted for it. Courtney Centris. <laughs> yep. These two things are the same. <laughs> right. I mean, but, you know, it, it's just really, uh, you know, it, anytime I get really down on Bernie for, like, something he's not doing or whatever, it, it's, it's pretty uh, uplifting to watch the speeches he's made his entire career because he's been saying the same shit you know for 30 40 years now and it's like as much as i get annoyed and i do and i think you know it's not great politics sometimes that the the way he um makes political calculations about certain things i do think that his instincts are right and i do think that for the most part especially domestically you know foreign policy is a whole nother ball of wax Domestically, he's going to make the right decisions, you know, if he wins. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, the the fucking deals he's had to make to get to where he is right now. But I, I really, it, it, it's good to see shit like this, basically, because it reminds me of, like, who he is at his core, you know? Right. Yeah, well, Sean King's been posting tons of stuff like this, talking about the crime bill and how Bernie's good and Biden's abhorrent and just reading all the fucking, the, the, the shit libs that used to love him. Uh, now losing their minds. Oh, it's Sean King. Kind yeah. of fun, yeah. yeah. And I've given him shit for some of those weird conspiracy theories, like his uh, um, anarchists for Donald, Donald Trump conspiracy theory in 2016. He fucking blocked me for mocking him for that one. But Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, he's he's pretty bad on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of cringy, actually. Like, I try not to pay attention to him, but... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, he and uh, what's it? Benjamin Dixon formed that media company. Remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. So I was really worried that that both of them, because both of them started posting a lot of anti-Bernie stuff, 
I mean, it was subtle, but they were both at the same time posting anti-Bernie stuff. Uh, Benjamin but, Dixon's been like very obviously anti. I don't know what his deal. Yeah, was, but they've been like weird. It was right when they formed their media company, and then just after that, um, Sean King got into the whole like I'm going to sue everybody thing, <laughs> and oh, then that yeah, all I fell apart. That. And then he came back to Bernie. So <laughs> you know, I like Sean King in a lot of ways, but I don't I don't trust him. I mean, he's made a lot of yeah. What I hate to say that but. he gives grifter vibes. No, I mean, it's it's yeah, not. I don't no, think it's sure. wrong to say he gives grifter vibes. Yeah, but but all that's to say, more like an posting. aura than a vibe. It's more like yeah. it's radiating off him at all times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, 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 I, I trust him slightly more than Peter Dow, honestly, because yeah, like <laughs> Sean King does understand racial justice. Like he does understand like who are the sure. people that have been for right. uh, you know racial justice in the country. He's not direct. I mean, let's not you and know. He's, yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to disparage him. I'm just no, no. That's okay. I'll disparage him. He he fucking <laughs> he doesn't like anarchists, and he thinks that they would go register to vote just to vote for Trump. And it's like, I I don't know a single anarchist that would do that. I think he um, understands it on a surface level. I really don't <laughs> yeah. think that. I mean, even racial justice. I don't think that. And I think he understands it like slightly better than liberals. But I mm. don't think that he's actually particularly good. <laughs> Yeah, no. There's there's definitely like this this uh, wide swath in the middle between like leftists and liberals, where it's like people that call themselves like progressives, but like you know, like the like the John Cusacks of the world, or like the Martin right. Luther who have like yeah. a liberal Connors that believe in progressive capitalism. Like, just fucking uh-huh. shoot me. But even Cusack on racial is, issues, Cus- he definitely yeah. like occupies that space. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Um, and yeah, it's pretty, you know, evident by the whole. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to have him sue me, but that whole uh, debacle with the with the North Star, you know, the news yeah. thing he started, and then people were like, "Hey, where's all this money going?" And he's like, "Oh, it's but but you know, people can look into that in their own time. I'm not going to implicate myself <laughs> by, by right. talking shit about it." Uh, but so in any event, um, you know, that that was pretty great. That clip was making the rounds this week. Uh, while we're on the subject of uh, 2020 candidates, though, we should uh, listen to a clip from another uh, 2020 candidate who had a CNN town hall. Uh, <laughs> Beto O'Rourke had a CNN town hall, and he Bobbert. was asked about <laughs> and he was asked about uh, Medicare for. Well, he was asked about uh, health insurance. So this was his answer. Now remember, when he was oh sorry, this keeps playing. When he was running uh, for Senate in Texas, he initially was running on a Medicare for All uh, platform, more or less. I mean, he, he'd say he supported Medicare for All. Then at the end, as he got into the general, Ted Cruz, he did the pivot, and he was kind of wavering on it. Um, but this is where he's at now. So see if he could spot a difference between where he was when he ran for Senate and where he is now. Um, I have multiple sclerosis. And this disease is treated with very expensive pharmaceutical drugs. In addition to the ever-increasing costs of my generic drugs, the cost of the primary drug I take for the multiple sclerosis now retails one dose at $21,800. I get this every six weeks, $21,800 for a little bag of white, of clear liquid that is infused in my chest. Mm. It has depleted our savings, and I worry about how we can afford the ever-increasing costs of these drugs that reduce the progression of my MS. 
Diane, thank you for being here. Um, and again, for having the courage of sharing your story so we all understand the consequences of the policies that we've adopted in this country. You should be able to get the care that you need to live your life to the fullest. And cost should not be an object or a concern or an anxiety of yours. I want you to focus on being well and doing well for others. To add insult to injury, you and I, as taxpayers, have funded so much of the research and development <laughs> for the cures and the medications and the pharmaceuticals that are sold back to us at the highest prices on the planet. We prevent you from buying from Canada or from Europe or somewhere else where you can purchase it cheaper. And we refuse to use the purchasing power of Medicare, the leverage in all of the prescription medications that we buy for those beneficiaries to drive the price down. We have a plan to address this. We're going to make sure that every single American has access to high-quality, universal health care without exception. There's a plan called Medicare for America. Oh, God. Medicare for some. That will ensure that everyone who does not have care today is enrolled in Medicare. Those who have insufficient care, they can't make the copay after insurance kicks in or afford the, the premium or bridge the deductible, they can choose Medicare as well, but those who have employer-sponsored insurance and like it because it works for them and their families are able to keep it. And we use the leverage of this government, not just for Medicare, but Medicaid beneficiaries, VA beneficiaries, TRICARE beneficiaries, to bring the prices of these medications down so that you and other Americans can afford them. That's what we should be able to do. Thank you, Diane, for, for asking the question. Appreciate it. Yep. So you mentioned... Your plan, or the plan that you signed on to, Medicare for America, why not Medicare for all? I, I think about Diane. Um, I think about Joey, uh, a young man, 27 years old, that I met in Laredo, Texas. He's been to a doctor once in his life because he does not have insurance. And that doctor told him that he had diabetes, that he had glaucoma, and that he would be dead before the age of 40 because he's not getting any care right now in this country. Joey, Diane, others, they don't have time for us to get to the perfect solution. If we were to start from scratch, maybe we would start with a single payer, but we've got to work with the system that we have here today. The surest, quickest way to get there is Medicare for America. It guarantees every single person in this country gets the care that they need to live to their full potential and do those things that they were placed on this planet to perform in the first place. So that's why I support what? that plan. What did that Thank you. I mean, can you make any sense? So, uh, obviously, I'm sure he looked immediately to near Tandon in the audience for mm -hmm. approval oh. after that fucking word salad Nancy Pelosi answer. The, of, hey, the things what? you're placed on this planet to perform. What? what, what is, so, what so the question is, why don't you support Medicare for All? And it's like, the people like Diane can't wait for us to come up with a better solution. She, they can't wait for the perfect solution. So I'm going to support this other plan that's going to be super hard to pay. It's like you literally are going to put the exact same effort into passing your bullshit fucking uh, keep the insurance industry intact bill as you would to pass Medicare for all. And also people aren't going to have zero uh, copay at the yeah. point of service. Like, and like, 
She's like, do you I want Joey to die? Yeah, she's like, I pay $21,000 every couple of weeks. And he's like, yeah, this guy Joey's been to the doctor once every, like, in the past. Hey, like, hey, yeah, past, so at least like, you have access there, lady. How would you like to have a $5,000 copay every week instead of $20,000? Eh? Eh? Yeah, $18,000. It's listen, a savings. Listen, guys, for, better for the things are possible. That love their insurance we don't companies. have time to improve things right now. It just, we, it, things have have to you know the status quo is here we got to work with what we've got uh and joey's <laughs> sorry joey but we'll remember you up in heaven i mean th- this plan is so fucking it, it, it they, they have just n- they really are would be better off just saying look we, they could make that argument and it's disingenuous to like we you know diane doesn't have time to wait for a perfect solution but what they should just propose then is like oh okay so here's all these amendments we can pass to the already existing healthcare bill that would be way easier than passing a completely new piece of healthcare law through the government but they don't do that because they know that the actual popular will is behind medicare for all so that instead they try to co-opt it into this bullshit plan that furthers us down the path and, and, of giving control over medicare to the fucking private health care we've, we've talked about this before the reason why you know you can't have medicare for all and then still let private insurance companies exist because doctors will do everything they can to not accept medicare for all coverage they'll still try to yeah. say like well i only will accept private coverage right that is why they're trying to preserve the private health care industry even while they pretend that they support Medicare for all, because they know as long as the private insurers survive, they can still make money and kick people off and, and keep this private system running. Right. That's so they right. want to protect, they want to have it both ways. That's, that's the kind of piece of shit better work is. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't hear him talk very often because I can't stand to listen to his voice, but just, just hearing the way he fucking it's talks. So like I, I said this before so the show, I, I don't like any of these people running at all, but Ben O'Rourke is the only one who, when I hear his voice, I want to physically harm him. <laughs> he's got insurance. He's covered. No, he's got great insurance. He's got great socialized medicine provided to him by uh, the taxpayers because he's a member of Congress, uh, unlike the rest of us. But uh, so, I mean, it's just it's so fucking preposterous, you know. And again, yeah, that's the whole point of Medicare for all. And they know this, which is why they're trying to pass this kind of fringe bill where they can claim that it's Medicare for everybody. It's like, hey, if you don't have private health care, you can get on Medicare. But the insurance companies are okay with this because they know that that doesn't reduce their influence. It doesn't limit their buying power. A bunch of doctors are going to be able to still exclude the Medicare option if they live in a nicer area of town or if they whatever. And there's so many different tweaks around the edges they could do to still make money. And also, you don't have the the buying power that you have if everyone is on Medicare. And like you were saying, the the thing about Medicare for all is like Bernie's bill actually makes it illegal to be to purchase private insurance as your primary care, which has to exist that way, because otherwise, the the uh, all these insurers could be like, well, yeah, I, I you know that's great, but if you want to work for this company, you are not going to take uh, you know Medicare for all. You're not going to take Bernie Care. I'm sure they're going to call it. You're going to be on. Yeah, if you don't do that, because we get a kickback from this company for you know. If you don't do that, it becomes just like public and private schools. You know, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, that's the whole exactly. argument. Yeah. Well, I, I I talked about this months ago, but I went to a like a local mm-hmm. county Democratic Party chapter meeting, and they brought a doctor in to talk about how he wouldn't be able to keep his private practice running if he was forced to take Medicare for all, uh, because he just wouldn't make it as enough, enough of a profit. 
And I was like, then, then, right. sorry, fucker, but go do something else then. If, if there's, you know, if, yeah. if you, you know, good, if good you point. have I think to a bunch be... of people should die that so you can make a, a fucking profit. <laughs> but but they have a losing argument. I mean, people people recognize this when when your argument hinges a lot on the fact that that people like their health insurance. People don't like their health insurance. They like having coverage. Yeah, nobody's like, like I love my insurance. No, and Bernie even says like nobody, nobody, nobody's like in love with. Oh, I, I love being on Blue Cross Blue Shield. No, they like having coverage. They like you know having health care. Oh, right. It's like, hey, my softball team got got a sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield. The, the free T shirts we got for this season. I just love their logo, man. I just love repping their their fucking brand. No, nobody like literally nobody thinks that way. It's, it's funny. Yeah. No. So I mean, you know, he he's gonna sell this. He's a pathetic waste of. Uh, time, uh, you know, running in this race. He's going to get, you know, 2% of the vote max. Exactly. He's out. He's out. When I heard his answer, I was like, why the fuck are you even running? Like, why are you there? There's like 75 shit libs, and every single one of them is just fucking terrible on everything. Like, why are you there? And there's people polling way higher than him pushing the exact same healthcare plan. So, like, what is your purpose? Like, what is what is your angle into and this that the, nobody else he, has? Like, remember just two months ago, he was like the, the, the big new thing, Vanity Fair cover, and like, just, you know, you, you see how fast these fuckers sink when... Anyone listens to them their, talk their to more than cramp. more than five minutes? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, Biden. We've been worried about because, you know, he, they've they've cooked the books on his poll numbers so well, or so easily. Right. Or, you know, they've they've conned people so easily. But you know, it, it, they they've really but, had to, you know, lipstick pig that guy because as soon as he starts talking, it's just people's ears start bleeding. They're like, no, that's. <laughs> I just want to bring up one drop. one stat that should put everyone at ease that Beto is going nowhere. His town hall had less viewers than Hickenlooper. Oh, my God. <laughs> Swear to God. That's, Mr. That's, I'm saving capitalism. <laughs> yeah, Hickenlooper had more viewers than Beto. So that's, don't man. sweat Beto. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't know what a Hickenlooper was till just now. I didn't <laughs> Nobody know that does. was a person oh writing it's not, a, it's not an overly sugary breakfast cereal. It's actually a Democratic presidential candidate. Mr. Nice. I love man. fracking, and he's going to save... Uh, uh-huh. Capitalism, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. For people that don't know John Hickenlooper, and I don't blame you, uh, he was the governor of uh, Colorado, I believe. Yeah. And he uh, was, like, super pro-fracking. He even took on, like, the Democrats in his state to, to yeah. push fracking, like, you know, further fracking uh, infrastructure. In yeah, state. they sued his administration because he was, like, in bed with all the lobbyists. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he's, he's, he's awful. I mean, he's, he's one of the worst people around. More viewers so. than better. Yeah, so that's 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 a real good sign. What uh, happened to all of the, you know, wine moms that were like super horned for him? They forgot. They did. Yeah, unfortunately, that only goes so far. I, I, I think Biden actually drew a, a big chunk of support from all these these you know. Uh, oh yeah. All oh, these they want to get. They it's, want. It, they want him to smell their hair. Yeah, yeah, the ones that are fine. It's with just the, the electability. They're delusionally thinking he's. They're the just most trying electable. anything to beat Bernie. Like they just want anyone that they think can beat Bernie. Like they're just they all you know now they're all leeching onto Biden. And when he completely tanks, which he's already doing by the way, I don't know yeah. if you saw this, but uh, in the Hill Harris X poll, which is like one of the you know uh, more cited ones, whether or not it's accurate or not, you know, That's it's another terrible. fucking landline bullshit, but. When he entered the race, that was the poll that said he had a forty uh, a forty six to fourteen lead on Bernie, you know the thirty two point lead. Really? Uh, as of 
the seventeenth, uh, so two weeks later, uh, he's down from forty six percent to thirty three percent in that poll. So he he lost, lost 13, thirteen points, 13 points in, in two weeks. So uh, yeah, I, I think the blooms already off that rose, and uh, it's going to be a downwards. Like you know, we said it already. He never actually uh, goes up when he enters a race. He always his poll numbers always go down. He'll get a boost at the beginning. And then he torpedoes it because he's a fucking moron and he can't <laughs> string two sentences together. Have you heard him talk in the camp- campaign trail? He's like no, no, slurring even every worse other than word. That. No, no. He, they released uh, a two-minute video, which policy aside, well, let's talk about the policy. It was an anti-abortion, and you know, a pro-abortion, anti-Trump video. Yeah, yeah. But a campaign-produced two-minute video, he slurred three times. Yeah, like, no, it, it like, was like... Basically bombed words and the campaign put it out. That was like the they're best like, take. yeah, yeah, Joe, they're that, like they, good as fifty takes later. They're like, well, fuck it, you know. He only slurred like, Joe, three you, times. You try that Let's one more do time? this. Nah, Let's nah, just do it. I'm a one taker kind of guy. That's Let's run it live or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, we'll do it. Live. I mean, when well, I slur my words, I'm excuse because I'm drinking literally while I'm recording this, right? Yeah, same. Yeah, Joe <laughs> Biden might have a cognitive illness, is why he's slurring well, every fucking other word. But you know, he's going out. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going out on the campaign trail, and they're asking him questions, and he's like, I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> they're like, um, uh, this is literally an well, interview. <laughs> he, he literally he literally said he doesn't have time to lay out his health care plan. It's like, no, I know. Um, Among like, other things. Yeah, you, you're, you're running for president. Like, <laughs> what, Do you think you could make some time? I mean, what, what else are you fucking doing? Like, I got bingo! Yeah, like, just... Uh, <laughs> he's got to go... Pathetic. He's got to go wax his fucking... Uh, what Camaro. is it called? The fucking Camaro. Camaro. Yeah, I was I was dithered between like Firebird and Camaro, uh, but as we as we say in Michigan, the um, Camaro is sort of like the Michigan Michigan uh, Ferrari. Firebird. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm not as worried about it. As I, I I was definitely down a couple weeks ago when he entered the race, and the, the ins, you know insane polling numbers came out. But I, I really you know. I, we've been saying for all th- this whole time that he was a paper tiger, so I, I think that's largely uh, playing itself out. Uh, he's you know, unsustainable. We'll yeah, no, he's definitely not. Su- oh, and by the way, the the first debates are in like three weeks, so immediately he's going to plummet in the polls after that because th- he can't defend his positions. Like he, the other day, he said that the crime bill didn't lead to mass incarceration, and then he's got fucking Simone, Simone Sanders. Sanders. That piece of shit fucking mole from Bernie's campaign in 2016 going out on TV being his like black defender. It's like, well, I got to find somebody to defend me and and pretend that I, that I didn't, you know, well, and God bless community. God bless him for having Simone Sanders because she's a terrible, terrible surrogate and she looked awful on TV. Just like she, she was, always did for Bernie. I was going to say, to be fair, so I always thought she was, like, tanking for Bernie, but no, she's just awful. She's, like, awful on TV. So, you know, she was uh, giving information to people like Donna Brazile yeah. and, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Oh, yeah, for sure. But she also is just awful on TV and can't make her case for anybody. She's a, just a total... She's you know, a complete fraud and so fucking phony. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, whatever. It, it's just... It, it's going to be a fucking a repeat of 2016 Shit all show. over again where we're going to be pulling our hair out because people are going to be, you know, using bad faith arguments and, and propping up monsters and fucking Republicans like Joe Biden. But I don't think he's going to sustain himself this time. I think Bernie's going to get a surge once Biden starts dipping because 
all of Biden's support uh, say that they would support Bernie second. Like, or like the majority when they, they poll, do. like who's your number two choice? Like B- Bernie has like fifty one percent of Biden's voters is as the number two choice versus yeah. like nineteen well, percent the next and, one down. You know. And the other thing that's going to happen in the debates is everyone that wants to be you know fake progressive has to attack Biden. Yeah, that's true. So they're fucked. Yeah. The, they, the, that's the thing. It's like Bernie really needs to fucking learn his lesson from 2016 and actually go after Biden and go after all these other people on their record and not fucking play patty cakes and, and act like, right. oh, no, it's fine. He's been doing like, that I don't want to go. He's been doing it. He, I mean, he, he, has he been, won't say Biden's name, but when, he's, when he talks about the crime bill, he makes it clear who the fuck wrote the crime bill. AOC has actually <laughs> been... But you can just look at his hire. Slurring. AOC's actually been very, uh, very strong is, on... Slurring is totally Biden. okay now that Biden's the front runner. That's right. He we can all bring slur. Up, like, segregation. He should bring up... And, like, the busing. He should bring up, like, the bankruptcy bill. He should bring up, you know, his comments to millennials. He should bring... And, like, the student yeah. loan debacle. He should bring up, you know, but the banking yep. bill. He should bring up yeah, every... Like, e- literally every little thing. Well, yeah. Biden's, Biden's nickname in Congress, in the Senate, used to be the senator from MBNA, which is a credit card company. Yeah. Like, yeah. that literally, people need to know that. Like, he was such yeah, a joke Delaware. in the Senate Delaware that everyone called him the senator from a credit card company. Seems like it might be relevant information. Uh, you right? know, it, it would be nice maybe if some of these, uh, quote-unquote, journalists who are actually running these town halls and these debates... Uh, would actually challenge him on his record and not just, you know, play a bunch of clips of Bernie from, like, 1975 talking about Venezuela or, like, whatever the fuck right. clip they dig up. Like that's So the ha- have they, they scheduled... Has CNN scheduled a, a Biden town hall yet where it's just Biden fucking just read my himself? Mind. For, like, uh, when is that going to happen? Yeah, I can't they're pushing wait. That, I can't they're wait. Doing, this is Hillary all over again. The Hillary's team, and you know, we all joke about her not going to Wisconsin or Michigan, but they they, they had a good strategy. The good strategy Higher. was keep her off of TV, keep her out of people's faces as much as possible. Let them let them try to you know right. uh, paint a better, rosier picture of this candidate in their minds. Because every time these people go out and speak, their fucking poll numbers plummet because they're unlikable and awful <clears throat> and have no policies. But see, and that's where I I think with real people. I still think this is a whole big, huge rope a dope for Kamala. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you were tweeting about that today, actually. So I really she, think it she's is. She's trying I to mean, kind of like wait in the wings and not really be out there so much and hopefully no, I mean, in at the last Look, quarter. she had, look, California politics works this way. If you're an establishment person, you get every endorsement in the state. But look at all the endorsements she's wrapped up. I mean, she is who they picked like two years ago. Right. You know, it hasn't worked and maybe they're going to bail on her, but. They know Biden's not sustainable. I don't yeah. think that they care, to be honest. I think that they're going to try to run them both together. Yeah. I oh, mean, they'll, they'll do they, everything. They've pitched that. They've pitched that, like, the, the Kamala as VP ticket. Like, that's their dream ticket. And yeah. it's, it's a fucking nightmare ticket. <laughs> yes, we can lock up the entire country. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 it's like, who's the bigger cop 2020? Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, that, that, that would be an absolute nightmare. But... Uh, and the other thing they're doing that a lot of people have noticed is like they're talking up Elizabeth Warren a lot. And, you know, you, we could we've yep. had our conversations about her on the show, but it seems awfully suspicious that they're talking up uh, the only other candidate in the race who could be considered, you know, sort of progressive other than like, you know, Tulsi or like uh, the only other viable candidate in polling wise in the race 
uh, almost as if they're trying to siphon votes away from Bernie and then, you know, push them both to the bottom of the fucking pile. Well, they absolutely are. The video with AOC and Elizabeth Warren made me cringe yesterday. I hate that she did that. I mean, even especially the Game of Thrones thing, where I was just like, "What? What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, I don't want to spoil it. I I wish I could unsee that. You know what? I I really think that comes down to that they think Warren is probably the VP. I mean, that's that's her her logic in it. For 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 who for 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 Bernie? Oh yeah, I I think. That would, as much as I've, you know, have my issues with her, that would probably be a good spot for her because she actually doesn't have a ton of, uh, the vice president doesn't have a ton of actual political power. And he could then take some of the better aspects of her campaign, like some of these bills that she's put forth, like the uh, millionaire's tax, uh, and, and adopt that as his own because she's his running mate. And then she also is not, you know, it, it's not that we would have to worry about her foreign policy being enacted or her you know, uh, uh, other policies being enacted. It would be Bernie's agenda, but then he could take the better aspects of her campaign. Yeah, you know, I, I just, right. I don't trust her. And when either, Trump gave his State the Union her. speech and said, America will never be a socialist country, Elizabeth Warren stood and applauded Donald Trump. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's who I she really different is. Take, so I have a different take, actually, on the reason why she's running. And I also don't think it, it's to be president or vp i think that she went in kind of like tulsi and was to be like an ally um like another Mm -hmm. progressive voice and Mm -hmm. also kind of like to confuse um like everybody else that was running i and that's why she's putting out like leftist policy after leftist policy like she has a pretty large platform and she's never suggested any of these things in the senate yeah, right. right. Th- this is true. I, I can't think of a single bill. Like exactly. So honestly, I think that she's doing it to be an ally and also to put like these bills and also like these plans out into the public and also just to get a reaction. And that way, um, much like Bernie did the first time around, um, like with Medicare for all and like public college and things like that. But I think that she's going to go back to the Senate. I don't think that she really even wants to. Mm. No, be like course. VP. Yeah, she, she's good at talking about chance. stuff. She's I mean, not good at like actually pushing the policy and getting it done. Uh, I agree, but you know, again, that's you have to do that. You have to do like a little bit of seed planting, way in advance before you can you know reap your yeah. harvest or whatever fucking farm you're right, for. But she's popular enough that she's going to get on the debate stage. So I think that yeah, she sure. is pushing these policies um, and getting the attention. And I. I think that that's why she's doing it. So it's not just like a ton of yeah. shit lives and then him. No, yeah. and I and I don't. A I don't lot mean like to Ravel. say like I don't think she's part of some centrist conspiracy. But right. I think I think the media is elevating her for that purpose. Yeah, of splitting of splitting the vote. She's not she's not a like, party to that, but they're certainly trying. I think there are elements of the media that are trying to use her for that purpose. Right, and they can do that. Votes. But I think that it's kind. Of, I think her reasoning to be in it is kind of like quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah, no, that's possible. I, she's not, uh, you know, and I, I, I know some people that that have have worked with her. She's not like a super uh, calculated politician. Like I don't, she's not, she's not she's a not very bad things politician. Her staff. To be honest, no, she, she's not. Yeah, she's not. You know, she doesn't have a ton of convictions of her beliefs. That's the other fucking issue with her. Is like you know. Uh, she would say like, oh yeah, sure, I support Medicare for all. I support all these things, and I was like, I don't think she's like 
super corrupt necessarily. She's not taking a ton of money from these industries. She just has no fucking convictions. Like, she, you know, if she gets enough consultants in her ear saying like, hey, you know, Medicare for America is really good. And, you know, you should talk about like, hey, I could also be open to a public option. And like, she's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like, I, yeah, of course. I, I just don't. Yeah. She, she likes to talk about it. She's never been a hard fighter. We, we know. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's your friendly aunt that, you know, wants to. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes I me mean, to Rokana. Why is Rokana like half assing Medicare for all too? Can we talk uh, about that for thirty seconds? Like, I don't, know I don't like progressive Rokana. capitalist. Progressive I mean, capitalist. Tech bro. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, he's he's, he's, so he's undermining like... he, he's undermining Bernie's core message, which is that we can't do half measures. And here is one of his chief campaign guys saying, oh, "I support the half measure and chair. the measure." He's his, he's California chair, I believe. Yeah, so I just that I have a problem with that. Yeah, I know. I me too. I I think you, nobody's doing him a fucking service. Like all, all of his surrogates are really doing him a disservice by being these these fucking half-assed. The only person who hasn't you know fucked him over is Nina Turner. She's the only one who has actually been going out and advocating for him and doing a good job of it on the campaign trail. Yeah, you know, Nina's great. It's a lot of that incrementalist bullshit, right? So it's like you get in, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh well. You know, if we can't get this, we might settle for this instead of like, you know, mm-hmm. starting out like from the top and then like not accepting compromise until like you absolutely like cannot get anything else. No, it's like, it's a total. Yeah. Yeah. It's a total slippery slope. Like, like we used to shoot and kill fascists and then we started punching them and now we throw milkshakes on them. Like you see how far <laughs> this this shit has fallen down the path, you know. But if you well, tell you, people you're going to compromise from the beginning, like, that's what you're going to have to do. Like, I don't know why you go into it telling them you're going to compromise. It's, it's and that's, such bullshit. That's yeah. what worries me about Ro Khanna. And, and he also endorsed a centrist and a progressive. Remember that dual endorsement bullshit? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, with fucking AOC. AOC so, yeah. you know, I'm not anti Ro per se. I just think he's a he's a bad messenger for Bernie right now. He doesn't have a lot of political courage either. I think that's his problem. Is like he might have the right ideas about some of these policies but it's just like no political courage and that's why like you know we, we talk about a lot like how bernie started kind of a movement of, of you know people to the left of him you know starting to run for office and things like that but nobody in congress right now has the kind of courage of the convictions the way that bernie has about these policies all these years so it's gonna be a long fucking time before somebody's prominent enough to run for president on the democratic ticket again who has this track record where we can say I trust this person to not fuck us over when they get into this into office like that that's why it's like so fucking key no, we're never. for them to kill yeah. his campaign right now like they're trying every fucking conceivable fifth you know 5D chess that they can to stop his campaign because they know they're this is the this is Custer's last stand if they can hold him off oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. every every like decade. MSN news article that you get on a blank tab on Internet Explorer because that's still what we use at fucking Department of State like you know you just you it auto populates with fucking news stories and ads and everything and every single political story is you know like a like a Biden versus Trump framing you know Biden mm-hmm. fires back at Trump's whatever like they just they try to make it look like there's no one else fucking running right now uh, and, and you know all those articles are, are obviously bought and paid for um, yeah. And then it's like they've totally like there's nothing about AOC. AOC used to be in MSN.com news every day, 
and they've totally taken her out. Like they don't run anything about her now. If they do, it's something from Fox News, so it's like very anti her. Um, nothing about Bernie whatsoever. Like no coverage to Bernie in the mainstream media right now. So um, they, you know, you get these town halls because they get big ratings. But <laughs> what's that? I feel like the party's done a lot to try to neuter her, like pretty effectively. I don't yeah, know. like it, it just yeah. seems like they're trying to sideline her as much as possible and force her to take positions that that they know would turn off her more left wing supporters or you right. know they're they're doing everything they can to like ingratiate her into the the the, the centrist you know blob that is the Democratic Party the the just well amalgamation it'll happen naturally on its own that's just human nature but it's yeah it I, I know the stress of of her knowing she's being stalked and hunted uh, by yeah. people that want to let docs or home addresses has gotten to her. And she's kind of, I think, for her own sake, her own well-being has kind of, like, taken a step back a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it's a few months in. Obviously, it's not easy being, you know, the best person in the room out of hundreds of people on the issues um, and, and being, I, I just, you know... <laughs> I can't forgive her for her position on Daenerys Targaryen. I just can't fucking forgive her for, for, for that video. I, I, Liz I'm, Warren I'm so is the one who said that. it. Elizabeth Warren is the one who said it. I know, but she agreed. Come on. I know. Don't, don't, don't she shouldn't be agreeing. Oh, she shouldn't be gross. agreeing. That was just, that was awful. I didn't like that. People I only watched a few seconds of that, but it, it felt like the Elizabeth Warren beer drinking incident. <laughs> it did. It was very, very, yeah, it was a very, very natural conversation between yeah. two people, and just the camera happened to be there. Totally, like Warren's cool. We're bros. We're gals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God. yeah. The the oh, husband wow. is in, Liz, in the Elizabeth Warren video was probably the icing on the cake. <laughs> oh my God. Like you've oh never offered God. me a beer in twenty five years of marriage. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. Do we have beer? <laughs> I didn't know what a beer was till today. Never seen you drink thank before. You, thank honey. you for being. Yeah. There. Didn't you like thank him for being there, like in their own house? Yes. It yeah. Was like it was like when you go to meet someone else's, like like you meet the parents of the person you're dating for the first time, right? And they're just like, "Hey, welcome to our home. This is my husband. Thanks for being here to meet right. this new person in our daughter's life." And it's like, why is why do we have to do this? <laughs> oh man! All right. Well. There's one other story I wanted to touch on before we got out of here, actually, because we were talking about whistleblowers, uh, and there was a uh, another really significant uh, whistleblower story that uh, almost nobody in the mainstream press picked up on. I think Democracy Now! is like the only uh, outlet I saw uh, publishing uh, this. I, I don't even know if TYT covered it. I didn't watch them today, but I'm sure uh, no, nobody they didn't. brought it up to them. Or, oh, okay, it's a great... Um, it seems pretty significant. Um, so basically, we talked a lot on this show uh, whenever the issue of Syria comes up about how the government is obviously trying to manufacture consent for a war. Uh, and, you know, there have been very credible allegations that all of these chemical weapons attacks that they've accused the Assad government of carrying out have been staged by the rebels uh, in order to incite the U.S. into invading and deposing Assad. Uh, and, you know, everyone acts like you're a fucking lunatic, you know, Seth Rich truther when you say that. But there's been credible, yeah. credible evidence, and the UN's actually, you know, acknowledged that with the first wave of uh, chemical weapons attacks in 2014. Um, so now, uh, back in 2018, that uh, Duma uh, chemical weapons attack was blamed on Assad. 
uh, again, when he was, you know, winning the war in that territory and had no reason to use chemical weapons on his civilians, um, they blamed that on Syria. And that's when Trump bombed the Syrian airstrip, which was the first time we actually bombed a, Sy- a Syrian government military target. And everyone, you know, all the, all the shit libs had a fucking field day and loved it. You know, I had Brian Williams, you know, jerking it under the table on MSNBC to that. Yeah. So uh, the OPCW, which is the, uh, the, chemical, the uh, office, of, uh, Preve- office for Prevention of Chemical Weapons, uh, which is the official body that investigates all of these things and reports to the UN, somebody from the OPCW leaked out uh, provisions of or, or, or uh, elements of the report that they made in 2018 on that chemical weapons attack. Uh, basically, they left out parts of the report that talked about the engineering of this of these weapons that were used, and in the engineering pretty clearly implicates the Syrian rebels, like the the terrorists, you know, the uh, groups that are fighting Assad's forces. One of the big and things it mentioned was that there was no, like, ballistics impacts from any of these things, it, it, <laughs> in, indicating that someone just, like, walked them up and, like, dropped them on the ground, rather than that they were fired from, you know, uh, you know, like, mortar well, rounds so fired from thousands of feet away. There was no, there was no like, impacts well, from no, these so things the, hitting the ground even exploding. Worse, the U.S. government claimed that they were dropped from fighter jets, from the Syrian government, from fighter jets, from you yeah. know thousands of feet in the air, and dropped it onto, onto these villages, and that's where they were claiming all these impacts were from. But the OPCW found that all the uh, areas pointed to uh, by by the Syrian rebels uh, of where the, these weapons landed were all uh, marked. Uh, they're, they're basically all made from previous mortar shells and conventional weaponry. Like they, none of them were from the supposed. Uh, bombings by the Syrian troops. So it's like they totally fucking made it up. And everyone in the news media dutifully reported on it. We bombed this country. We could have started a war with this country. And nobody's reporting the follow-up, which is, hey, this was a Oops. totally fake fucking bullshit thing that we, you know, Well, and Jimmy, Jimmy Dore spent a bunch of time debunking it last year. I remember he had like a, one of his Saturday shows. And he, had a, he played a bunch of clips from actual journalists that went there and interviewed the doctors at these hospitals where they had like rushed all these kids in saying, oh, there's been a, a chemical weapons attack. Flush their eyes, flush their eyes. Yeah. And they got all these kids, you know, getting their eyes flushed out and then rushed everybody out and, and <laughs> rushed the cameras out. And, you know, it was like there was no, nobody actually got tested to see if they were, uh, if they'd actually been gassed. They didn't let them do, they just wanted the photo op of people getting their eyes flushed out. Seems and on the level. These, these reporters said, you know, every doctor we talked to, we didn't find a single doctor that had done a single test on any of these people that were brought in to, to have their eyes flushed out. We have no proof that an, a, a chemical weapons attack ever took place. And, and credit to Jimmy Dorfer, just ba- like spent a whole hour just showing clips of reporters on the ground actually talking to doctors in what they actually reported. And it was like, th- this was, you know, in, in the age of the internet, uh, in a world where all you got to do is just, you know, film, get some kids to go film it and then put it on the internet. And there, there it is. There's your chemical weapons attack. And, and like they fucking, you know, Newsweek will then report it as fact or Washington Post will report it as fact. You know, and there you, there you go. Now you have a billion dollar war contract for the next week. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's that fucking easy to, to manufacture consent from the war when nobody, you know, no, there's no journalists in this country on a national level that are investigating anything like this. 
So, and the thing that's really uh, frustrating and, and worrisome is that the OPCW has been considered a neutral body and considered a pretty strong, um, uh, basically a reliable source of information because they, the UN relies on them for reports on these, on these incidents. Uh, and the fact that they deliberately left this whole uh, element out of their report seems to indicate a severe bias towards uh, making the case that the U.S. military-industrial complex wants to make for war with Syria. And it's like, well, why the fuck are they doing this all of a sudden? Because they actually have reported on the rebels using chemical weapons in the past. So it's like, what the fuck? And um, the funny thing is that two days ago, like a day before this leaked, uh, the AFP news agency and a bunch of other people were reporting that the U.S. suspects Syrian regime in new chemical attack threatens uh, retaliation. That that literally happened like two days ago, and then the day after, this OPCW whistleblower leaked this information. Yeah. So clearly, this person was like, "I can't fucking believe they're doing this again. I, I have to release this. Like, I like I need to clear my conscience. Like, right. we are helping the U.S. manufacture consent for a war that's going to kill." I, and I, I got dragged of into to a hell thread last night of people just bashing on Tulsi. People that were like Bernie supporters bashing on Tulsi too. And one of them just said, you know, I, I, I can never forgive Tulsi for uh, legitimizing Assad. And I asked, well, how did she legitimize Assad? And, like, nobody would answer. They're like, oh, well, why don't you enlighten us? How didn't she? And I'm like, no, it was a good faith question. I don't know. I'm asking you, how do you think she legitimized she, she Assad? She spoke with him. She didn't spit but, in his but, face. Right. And like, well, she, she met with him. She went to Syria and met with him without permission. And I was like, permission from who? She's a congresswoman. Like, well, you, you don't, like, it's not like a fucking, you know... The hallway pass you go to get to go to the bathroom if you you know it's like it doesn't work that way like I was like did 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 America ask permission before they sent ground troops into Syria and bombed the fuck out of them for the last five years no like we didn't we you know so you need you you don't need permission to to wage a, a war of genocide uh, but you do need permission to go talk diplomacy apparently from from some yeah, other right. higher up person I don't know from the fucking speaker of the house who from the president who I don't know. Yeah, from Nancy Pelosi. No, yeah, diplomacy not a lot. Actually, the, when she went, the Speaker of the House was Paul Ryan. So did did, did, did these shit libs expect uh, <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard to go to Paul Ryan and be like, hey, is it cool if I go uh, yeah. and talk to this guy that you're trying to demagogue so we can start a war with his country and steal yeah. his natural resources? And I've got, I've got quibbles with Tulsi, but going and trying to sure. talk to somebody and bring about peace to stop a fucking war of genocide is not among them. Yeah, just like, you know, we, we say all the time about we have tons of fucking quibbles with Obama, you know. He was a disaster, but I the, the best thing he did during his presidency was the Iran nuclear deal. Like, the, you know, it's the only piece of solid diplomacy that he did during his administration, you know. How did, how did John Kerry manage to do a good thing? I don't. I never saw that happening in that guy's later career. <laughs> they, they, I think they needed one thing that they could point to that wasn't like, hey, we brought these people uh, democracy by b- relentlessly bombing them with drones uh, until uh, they submitted. So, I don't know. I, I think they lucked into that one. And they also did some crippling sanctions on Iran for like a year before that they actually made that deal. So they still got their, their you know, uh, they got their, their fucking jollies in and then they, they made that deal. But... Uh, it, it, it was really more, I think, of a, a piece for him to campaign on for a second term to say that he got that done. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was a, a, an element of it is to say, look at this landmark piece of dipl- uh, diplomatic legislation. Well, I was pretty I sure he did passed. that in his second term. Is, is that not correct? I don't remember when he actually 
I thought it was pretty close. Was to, yeah, I thought it was. It was like 2015, maybe 2014, maybe but I could be wrong. I know it didn't last very long because we, you know, Trump wanted to undo it pretty quick. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I remember when Trump undid that, and like very few Democrats spoke out to support it. And I was like, this is this is your fucking boy Obama's actual decent part of his legacy. Why aren't you defending it? You know. Well, yeah. that's like, because a lot of them didn't want to support it to begin with. They just didn't want to go against him because, you know, the Republicans gave him such a hard time while he was in office. But now that he was no longer in office, they were just going to be like, well, we're no longer in control, so we're just not going to speak out about it. Chuck Schumer was like vocally opposed to any of the any any of the uh, the Democrats who were in the pocket of Israel. People like Chuck Schumer were vocally opposed to it because Israel was vocally opposed to the Iran nuclear deal right. because Netanyahu hey, well, wants to continue escaling exactly, with Iran the insanity so the were, them off the face of the earth. Israel says they don't want a nuclear-armed Iran, right? And this deal did that, and they didn't support it. So what does that tell you about Israel? Yep. That they're lying and they want a nuclear-armed Iran, so we go in and depose them. And exactly. It's like the Bill Hicks... To, it, yeah, it's the know. Bill Hicks sketch talking about the Jack Palance movie where the bad, you know, the, the, the bad guy wants the, the person that doesn't want to fight to pick the gun up and, like, throws a gun down. He's like, pick up the gun. Like, I don't <laughs> want to pick up the gun, mister. I just came into town for some gingham for my wife. Pick up the gun. <laughs> exactly. No, that's that's our foreign policy is pick up the gun. I'm picturing John Bolton here somehow. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's how John Bolton pictures himself. himself John Bolton too, has a giant frame that, uh, picture of Jack Palance in his home. That's why he has that epic moustache on his fucking yeah. stupid face. He also probably has a weak upper lip. I don't, I don't know, but most fascists. All of them do. Like All conservative men have no. Or... Yeah, all conservative men have no upper lip, from Kelsey Grammer to Bruce Willis <laughs> to fucking Charlton Heston to every single one of them. They have no is upper Kelsey lip. Grammer conservative? I didn't know that. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. Look I, at the I, shit I they never... say. Go, go look at it. Fucking James Woods. They're all the same. They all have no upper lip. That's just. It's like they're defining. You know, they they just that they all have that thing. Also, not particularly good actors, <laughs> right? They're all pedophiles. Are pedophiles. Yeah, <laughs> also not particularly uh, uh, deep actors. Like they don't have a deep range of uh, acting ability. But well, you say, you know. Bruce Willis doesn't have a, a, a broad range of of assholes he can play. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bruce Willis plays Bruce Willis in every uh, movie that he's in. Like it worked great for Die Hard, but other than that, it's like you know. Um, but in any event, so I think that pretty much does it for us this week. Um, yeah. So if you got, if you want to support the show, uh, you can rate, review and subscribe on Apple podcasts. Uh, that's, uh, the best way to support the show or the easiest way to support the show that helps us get, uh, up in the rankings, helps more people hear us. Uh, you can follow us, uh, of course on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can do so at facebook.com slash move left uh, idiots. Great memes over there, by the way, lately. A couple, yeah. couple of homemade ones, too. <laughs> I've seen yeah. them. They're great. <laughs> um, you can check out our uh, Game of Thrones review if you uh, are into Game of Thrones. Uh, we did uh, a review for every episode this season that's uh, Left of the Throne, and that's on all of the podcast feeds where you get this. Uh, if yes. you if you want to support us on Patreon, you could do so at patreon.com slash move left. Uh, if you want to pick up any merch, you could do that at tinyurl.com slash move left merch. Um, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. 
Pat. Uh, it looks like he uh, got booted out of the cast by accident, but he is at Silly Rabbit, S-I-L-E Rabbit on Twitter. Uh, he's all he's now a Nate Silver parody account because uh, apparently Nate Silver Nate is not a Silver parody wasn't enough of himself. A parody, exactly. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, and I am at Smut Collector on Twitter. Smut Collector with an ER. We already discussed why it's ER, not OR. So, collecting Jules, smut. Uh, still banned from Twitter, but you will be back one one of these days. Right, yeah, Jules? one of these days. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You, you, and Laura Loomer. Someday it's gonna like you. We're all gonna chain ourselves to Twitter HQ if we have to <laughs> to get Jules' account. The back. thing that brings the right and the left together is trying to get our fucking Twitter accounts back. I'm gonna make sure that the weather is good before I storm Twitter headquarters. I'm not <laughs> make, sure like you go, make sure you pee before <laughs> yeah. you go, so you don't have That's to. That's right. Like, you know. That's right. Yeah, bring bring a catheter with you, so you're not. Yeah. Bring a little lawn chair so you don't have to sit on the ground like she did. You know, like bring yeah. one of those little like concert lawn chairs. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you imply? Don't lock there? your sign inside the uh, inside the Twitter HQ and then not be able to get to it. You know, just basic right? stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, we will see you next week.